There's been a something that I think is going to end up being a major change in my life that has occurred recently that I want to talk about a bit. I have started uh, medication, hmm. uh, mood stabilizers. Oh, so it was something that we have. I floated with my therapist, and we have talked about possibly doing for a while. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that I didn't know whether I was ready to take that step. Because, you know, like I'm not bipolar. I'm not like, you know, it's not, I'm not like losing days or like, oh no, it didn't seem serious enough. Mm -hmm. To me, the idea of taking medication for something with your brain was like, it needs to be like, like we need some serious intervention. Anything less than that felt like not justified that I could just do it through talk talk therapy. Isn't that how it always is too? Like you want to talk, well, it's not just to say you're talking yourself out of, but you want concrete, like, okay, can't deny it. Like this is what it's about. Right, 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 right. right. And, you know, the, the... The thing that I, the cyclothemia that I deal with, if I look back in my life, I think I've had it my entire life. Mm -hmm. But the the cycles were, the the wave pattern was long. Mm -hmm. It would be like a couple days of bad, back to normal for like months, a couple like just super like, like high end like the the crest of the wave where I'm like zipping and zipping and zipping and zipping and zipping and then a crash. But it would it would like happen. I'd maybe have low points. When I mean low, I don't mean like, oh, I'm a little down or whatever, but like hide away, don't want to see anyone, wrap myself in a blanket. Like those things would only happen like two to four times a year at most. Okay. And whatever the situation with the ex did to me, one of the, one of the many things it did from the trauma of that, it kicked those cycles into like overdrive. Okay. So it was a roller coaster ride for a while. You said from two to four times a year? To two to four times a month. Oh, wow. So it was just up and down, up and down, up and down. And everything's going great and everything's amazing. Oh my God, I should just kill myself. Like yeah. it just, blah, 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 just yeah. and, and the thing that made it really clear, and we've been dealing with this, and I thought, like, okay, well, I'm still in the wake of this trauma. I need to get through this. I need to, like, fix my life. I need to, you know, get things together. And hopefully this will, you know, resolve itself and we'll right. get back to it. And I've gotten back to a place of, like, economic stability and creative stability and relationship stability. Everything's, you know, just back to, to stable. And I was noticing that those those lows, which are usually patterned by suicidal ideation, mm-hmm. they'll just be a random thought in my head. And it's just like, why don't you just walk out in front of that truck? Oh. And it's like, what? Who are you? Yeah. Like, like, it's just, that's out of nowhere. It's more intrusive thought. Kind intrusive of thought that then, like, it's a little tap on your shoulder, and then it becomes more insistent. And mm-hmm. then it follows you home. Thanks. And I was describing it to the psychiatrist of, like, it feels like I'm walking at a steady clip down the road and there's someone right behind me who just will not leave me alone. Okay. That's what it feels yeah. like. And eventually they catch up to me and then I have to, like, deal with them. And then I have, you know, three, four days of, of just 
walking around the apartment arguing with someone that isn't here or, wow. yeah, you know, yeah. just, you know, like that sort of stuff. And then I'll have a big cry and then it'll sort of alleviate. I'll have three days of like hyper productivity, which I notice because I'm also very funny in those periods. I'm like texting people, zipping, I'm quipping, yeah. I'm, I got like, I'm full of jokes. I'm like, like Isn't that wild? singing and whatever. And, I, and I'll notice to myself, I'm like, I'm really like on one. Like uh-huh. I'm really on it today. I'm like, uh-huh. whatever. And then I get back to normal. And I'm I wonder really, if that's like your body trying to, to compensate for... Oh, I think it's a flush of... I get a flush of chemicals to, like, pull me out, and right. we're a little high for a bit, yeah. and then we land back Shit. in. Shit, okay. okay. And there were times where I tell her, I was like, the feeling, I feel almost physiological, the flush of chemicals. It feels like my brain sometimes is like a rum cake yeah. that gets soaked. I know what you mean. Absolutely. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, And it's also sometimes predicated by, like, visual auras. Mm. So, like... I don't know if anyone listening, if you get a migraine and you get a visual aura before you get the migraine where things just kind of get like blurry and you have a heart, like this little spot of your vision is clear, but everything else is kind of kaleidoscopy. And like, it's like you've looked into the sun for too long and then you look down normal. It's like, uh, that'll start to happen before it all happens. So I know it's, so it it became undeniable that it was a brain chemical imbalance. Right. That it's like something is going on in here. Right. And the thing that really made it clear is I had a weekend where... I was getting, it was like nothing but good news. Um, I got some accolades. People responded well to things. I put something out that I was really proud of. I got a, I got a raise. Mm-hmm. I was like, 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 there was a great day of just like, wow, a lot of really good things happened. Nothing negative happened. I've never felt worse in my life. Wow. And I was just like, and it, 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 I had this come to Jesus moment of like, okay, if I feel depressed now. Yeah. Then this is this is a chemical thing. Yeah, I have yeah. to fix this because I have there's no, and I'm like sitting here upset and I'm like I have no reason to be upset. I can't point to a thing. Yeah, there's nothing to point to. Sure. And I feel like Max died. Right. Weird. Why? Like so. This is like we've got to some do biology. Something. This is biology. Yeah. So we got to do something. Wow. So I've started this. Um, which I won't say what it is. And the reason I won't say what it is is for the same reason Kristen Bell doesn't talk about specifically what medication she takes. Because we're not advertising. It's not advertising. It's that – it's a little that. But it's also – it is such a science and a, it, it's an art and it's a science and it's bespoke to you. Yeah. And you don't want someone to like go to their doctor and be like, oh, this guy takes this. I want that. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying like we're not sponsored so we can't do it. What I mean is like to kind of like – to showcase something and to be right. un- like influential. So I won't say exactly what it is because maybe the thing that works for me is not for you. Right. Just yeah. Um. So I've started taking it. We're in a period of like we have to start a very low dose and work up to what will hopefully be my normal dose. So I'm at like a quarter right now of what it would be. Okay. And she told me she was like, "You're gonna take it, and you're not gonna feel any different for like six weeks, and you're gonna be like, why are we doing this? Okay. Give it." time okay. it takes time to like get it and then you'll start to feel different and then we can talk about whether you like it okay and she's like it's not gonna make you numb it's not gonna affect your libido it's not which i was like yeah don't do that i mean most of them it's, do it seems like a lot like, of this them one do. doesn't it's not gonna affect your libido you're not going to not be sad you're not going to not be happy it's just you will feel more in control mm. When you when those happen, you okay. won't feel like you'll lose a day or you can't do anything. Like you'll have more agency to push through and mm. function and deal. That's what it gives you. Interesting. And I'm like, okay, let's give it a shot. Yeah. Like, so you won't feel anything. Yeah. So I take the first pill. I'm walk- and then I go take Max on a walk. Mm-hmm. So we go outside, go downstairs, we start walking, and my stomach goes, uh oh, no. 
we don't like what you just did to us. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my stomach was like churning. I'm like, okay, that's weird. And I start to feel like like um, like I'm gonna throw up, like nausea. Yeah. And I start to get a headache, and then I notice my tongue has no sensation. Is numb. Yo. I can't feel my tongue. Yeah. I can move it, and like I'm getting that cotton mouth sensation. Yeah. So we live near a hospital. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to pass out, pass let's out pass out there. near the hospital. Work. So Max, we're going to go walk near this hospital. We're just going to do a lap around the hospital while while Daddy figures out what mm. he feels like or whether he needs to go inside. Jeez. So I'm like, what is going Am I allergic to this? And I tr- it turns out, so I got my, my – my mom takes medication, so I got medical history from her. She takes like six times the amount of this. Oh, <laughs> like same thing? Yeah, same oh, thing. wow. And I'm like, well, so we both – so. It'd be odd if she's to be allergic. allergic and Maybe, but I don't know. That may not be some real science. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm just walking around and I'm like, okay. And eventually it sort of wears off. That day was a trip. Whoa. I felt like sort of the fuzzy warmness of an edible. Okay. I would regularly just like zone out hmm. and everything was real quiet because my brain's always like working. Mm-hmm. It's not like... Not like the racing thoughts can't sleep, but like, I'm doing. Yeah. I'm ambitious. Yeah. I'm doing. I got this. Oh, I got to think about this. Oh, I got to do this. There were lots of periods of just like, as if I had done, if I had just meditated for 30 minutes. Right. And like cleared everything. Nice. And I'm like, well, nice in some ways. Nice, but weird. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it was like, oh, I am medicated. Like, yeah, I can tell wow. I am medicated. And I'm like, I feel a little zombie-ish. I lost ambition to do anything. For oh, 24 hours. For how long? Yeah. I mean, like, well... The ambition thing was a bit longer. That yeah. was maybe like four or five days. Wow. I wow. thought about canceling the show last night. I thought about not doing Final <gasps> Fantasy on Monday. I was wow. like, I don't feel like this. I don't I don't feel like it. Yeah. I have no excitement, no joy in this whatsoever. And I felt really like numb. And that night, I had like this massive, like a door inside my mind opened. And I just cried for two hours. And the reason it was, and it was a weird mix. It was like happy tears and sad tears. They would like ebb and flow. I was remembering things. Not that I had forgotten. It wasn't like uncovered memories, but just things I haven't thought about. Just things that were never top of mind. Memories. And they were all tactile things. It was the feeling of my mom's old bedroom and her duvet cover and how cold it would get because it was the only room with air conditioning and I'd go up there to watch TV and like the feeling of that on my cheek. Wow. And I, oh, I'm going to cry. Um, That's okay. And uh, like sleeping bags on the floor. Sorry, I didn't, wasn't expecting this. That's, I mean, it's, um, it's the theme just apparently. Just a lot of like smells and yeah. sounds and people and... And then, like, it was happy stuff. And then it get into stuff of, like, realizing all of the people who have died. Oh. Because a lot of family members have died recently. And it was like, Annie's dead. Mm-hmm. Tristan's dead. Kathy's dead. Like, Jackie's dead. Like, all of these people that were, like, people that I interacted with on, like, a daily basis at times or weekly basis that were just such a fundamental part of my upbringing that mm-hmm. I had grown apart and hadn't talked to in, like, 10 years or whatever. Yeah. And we're, we're talking about a lot of very mean-spirited Trump supporter people here, too. So it's not like people that I – not all of them, but some of them. Yeah. So it's not like people that I would have continued interacting with. I, they were not – a lot of them were not good people. Sure, but, but like – but still, just life. like this realization of like, Ooh. they are 
gone. So are you seeing you know? like more grief and mourning or more like existential? Existential. Okay. Existential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then thinking about, you know, how old I am and how, you know, I am now kind of halfway through this. And yeah, it was a lot. And there were things with exes and it came up and good times and bad this times. Is still day one? No. Day one. Wow. That night. Damn it. Not 24 hours. And I just, this, this, and maybe it was coincidental. Maybe this was coming anyway. I know, it's and hard it's to like, fucking tell too. That's right? a crazy thing. But it was just this unlock of just things I haven't thought, old TV shows, just this like, well, I haven't, it was like someone walked down a hallway, saw a door that hadn't been opened in a while and was like, I wonder what's in here. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then it was just all of the stuff. And it was one after, and one thing would remind me to the next thing. And the next thing would go, and they weren't chronological, and they weren't, but it was just zipping through all yeah. of the stuff and things that made me happy and things that made me sad. And it was like a roller coaster. Jeez, it does sound just like finding a photo album or something. Right. Bawling my eyes out, then sort of, that was all out. I was empty. And since then, pretty stable. Lost ambition for a bit. Yeah. That seems to be back. And I think that was a matter of like, I had to just push through it and like do the event last night, do this, like you sitting down to record with you. Yeah. Now things feel like, okay, the only thing that I've noticed after all of that, whatever that was, I think it just, my brain was like, the fuck is this? What mm-hmm. have you put in us? Mm-hmm. And it just sort of, and it's in a way that it was the reason why I kind of, I stopped doing, I talked to you last time. I stopped doing edibles. I stopped doing yeah. weed. I stopped really drinking yeah. because I was finding it was really affecting me. Like two, three days later, I'd have. Yeah. It's just like my brain chemistry can't be fucked with. Right. I remember like we've it, talked about that. Yeah, yeah. It can't be fucked with. Like things set it off. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if, and so I think it, what happened, it was just my brain was like, I don't know what this is. And it, it screwed up a whole, a whole bunch of electrical stuff was going and things right. went wild. And now it's kind of settled. It's getting used to it. And I just wonder, you know, we're very early. We're only a weekend, so we'll see. But I'm wondering, the one thing she said to me that stuck with me. Sorry, I'm going to make sure I don't lose it. The one thing she said to me that stuck with me is she goes, because we talked, we like talked for an hour and I went through like family history and this and that. And she's like, okay, so um, I don't think I have to tell you that you're a victim of some pretty serious emotional abuse and Mm -hmm. trauma and this and that. And she was like... I think that after this takes effect, when it really starts working, I think you are going to be overwhelmed by, for the first time in your entire life, feeling how, like how, feeling stability. She goes, I don't think you've ever felt it before. Wow. She was like, I think it's going to be really interesting for you, for your, for everything to just be like, fine and normal and like, cool. She goes, and you'll have lows and you'll have ups. But I don't think you have felt equilibrium ever. Yeah. Oof. Sorry. That is yeah. a lot. Wow. And she's like, I'm, I'm, you know, excited for you. And I want to know, I, I think there's going to come a day where it's just going to be like, like I'm, re- I'm thinking, I'm projecting, I'm thinking of this moment that I'm going to have that I'm hoping for. Yeah. Where I literally just wake up in the morning and I'd be like, is this how everyone else feels? <laughs> yeah. 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 This is how everyone else operates? Yeah. Oh, this is so much easier. I know, I know. It's, I mean, life is so weird and unfair. <sighs> that's like, yeah. That's you know, that's my my qualm. I, like the economic stuff. Yeah. I've like, I don't know. It's it's sending me everything. But I'm happy that you're on a journey, hopefully towards something more, yeah, livable, something more. And as long as it doesn't affect my creativity and it doesn't affect my ambition, yeah, that that stuff gives me priority. Stuff. That's so it. as long as it's still there yeah. and I'm still, but I just feel more. It doesn't. I mean, because one of the things I pride myself on, especially as an actor, is it is very easy for me to cry. 
Okay. I can get emotional on camera quickly because all I have to do is close my eyes for a few seconds and it's just there. Wow. Yeah. I'll, it's just there. Yeah. It's right at the surface. All I have to do is tap it and we can go. That is okay. That's and I don't want to lose that. Yes. That's another full topic. Just like you're saying about like you're funnier whenever you're going through an episode. Like the, I don't want to lose it. But that's historically we've glorified artists who have been putting their pain on canvas right. and putting their pain into music and stuff. Right. And there's a new there. Well, I, by the time that this airs, I don't know that it'll be out. But Tambo and Bones is a show at Playwrights Horizons that I just went to watch. That is about um, hip hop artists that are stuck in a minstrel show, and it kind of oh. talks about like, oh, black people found a way to capitalize on their own pain by making right. blues, and it has continued. Like it's just like, let me showcase my trauma to to be lucrative. Let me right. dance well, monkey, I mean, dance rap monkey. From like the, the response to the police. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Where really like the, rap came from. And, exactly. Yeah. Like this kind of you know pattern that we have in culture of. I understand. Well, and feeling identity in it too. Thinking yeah. like, if I don't have this, then who am I? Yeah, is so scary. And yeah, it's it's, ugh, it's. I'm glad we're talking about it though. So we'll find out. Uh, I hope this. Yeah. I hope. What if in six weeks this podcast turns into like to an NPR of like, hello JJ. You know what? I'm not mad about it if it's about this though. <laughs> That's like I, I, you know, I really, really. You all really... have to tell me if I've lost my edge. No, but I appreciate. Yeah, either way, tell us. But we'll 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 rebrand. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go rebrand in this break, and we'll be back to uh, to swipe. So JJ, I'm about to ambush you with something. Oh my god! We're gonna we are going to technically swipe. Okay. But we're gonna do something brand new. Okay. Um, do you remember when we had our guest Dan Kiernan on the podcast, musician? Yes. And he was telling that us that was like, a recent one, right? Yeah. Yeah, recent. He was telling. Oh yeah, you guys may not have heard it yet. I know. We, have, no, no, it went out. It went out. Okay, good. We record out. these in chunks, and so it is kind of hard I know, to remember timelines. I can never remember where we are and right. who's out. No, Dan Kiernan was out. Musician. Yes. Oh my god, because oh, his music is so good, and right. I was I had He's so much fun voice. curating an Instagram story for Dan because his voice is so good. Anyway, do you remember something that he talked to you talked to us about? Okay, that's vague enough. About how he has has the apps that he uses. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, I downloaded the pattern. That's right. We did talk about the pattern. So the pattern is an astrology base. <laughs> oh uh, God. Tinder. Oh, okay. And it tells you about like your life, your compatibility, your, your compatibilities, but also like about you, about your life, you know, this and that. Yes. Okay. So. As someone who doesn't believe in any of this, <laughs> I, of course, perfectly matched the description to myself of a Capricorn and, like, what it told me about myself and all of that stuff. I'm like, yeah. yes, 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 of course. All of this is correct. I believe that – and they've shown this in studies. They have done it over and over again. Right. That if you show someone something that's not them, They'll they will firmly believe that it's – the oh, yeah, this yeah. is me. This is such an Aries. It's right. Like, no, that's Taurus. Right, 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 right. right. Like – like, they have shown it over and over and over again that no one ever says they don't identify it with because it's written in a way that everything can apply to effort. You can find meaning in all of it. Yes. Right. Right. So, anyway. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I'm reading it. And it's just like, yes, of course, of course, of course. I find meaning in all this, but I'd probably find meaning in anything. Mm -hmm. So, it allows you, as Dan explained to us, to time travel. And it tells you, because it tells you, like, right now you're in a conduit of this, and you should be cultivating these kind of relationships, oh. and blah, blah, blah. And you can go back, like, go to any date, and it'll tell you. What you were going through, or what you, whatever. So I went to the date of 
the breakup. Uh oh. All of that stuff that happened. I'm like, what does it say? Yeah, let's hear about it. So you do it, you pull it up, and the first thing is major relationship change. Whoa. And it's going through all the stuff. So I, and I'm so mad at myself. Because it's <laughs> wait, confirming. Wait, okay. Wait. So for the first minute, I'm like, <gasps> like it, hit, it was like, oh, oh, oh. And everything felt very close to home. And I'm reading it and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, yes. No. And this happened and that. And then it was like, it's going to last, like the period of blah, blah, blah is going to last this long. And I'm like, it did. And that was then when the pandemic hit. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, and then I got so angry because I was like, of course, yeah. the people who make this app know that when you go in as a user and the first date you're going to look at is when someone died, when you broke up, that is going to be what people look uh, up first. So that is, of course, what it's going to give you. And I almost want to, like, download this app on another phone, set up a different profile, and do the same thing. Maybe we should do it with your phone. I'm looking one. at my phone. And I bet you it would give you the same. It would be like a major relationship change. Because it knows mm-hmm. that you likely – that that also, right. they're a major relationship. You could – I could – they could say – it could say now, like yeah. right now, you're experiencing a major relationship. So I was like, oh yeah, I did break up with that guy. Like you know, like there's, there's, you can all, you right, know, it's right, big right. enough, whatever. Right. So I got mad at myself because I was like, this is how people get fooled into this. This is how people get fooled into this. Mm-hmm. You know, they got me for like thirty seconds. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, but so let's open it up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was even projecting the idea, like say it was you, you know, you always look up that date and whatever. Say you picked a date that wasn't a breakup or wasn't like a new relationship or whatever. I would. Someone could still project like, oh, that was the day that my TV crush said something weird. Like, and then I couldn't, right. I couldn't right. pee in love with them anymore. Right. Because you watch those things, because to me, it's, it's it lives in the same world as yes. those fucking mediums of like, is there anybody with an M over here? Yeah. M. It could be the yeah. first name. It could be the last name, your middle name. The M could be in the name. It could be stand for uh, the day of the week. It's like, shut up. Like, sure. Ob- obviously, this is boring. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. But- Okay. So we're in the pattern. <laughs> I'm excited. And I'm I'm like already. So first off, the picture is just super Beautiful. extra. Beautiful. <laughs> it's it, the first thing it tells you, next moon phase is on February 8th. Get ready for that moon phase, uh-huh. guys. Oh, I love. Self-esteem is my pattern right now. From February 6th. Well, it's short. It's a three-day, it's a three-day period. Mm-hmm. Your perceptions of yourself and of the world often determine the success of any outcome. Relatable to me right now. Same, but to everyone because it's a generic <laughs> statement. Of course, of course. Intention. Now is the time to notice your mindset in relation to your sense of self-worth, mm-hmm. or se- sense of worth. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel that you're good enough, then your experience out in the world and the people you meet will often reflect those low expectations. Mm. Today, patience is your ally as you move toward the completion of your tasks. It's a good time to ask yourself, do I have an abundant mindset or a mm-hmm. viewpoint that's centered around what's missing? Right now, the intention is for you to see how you are practically moving toward your ambitions. For example, if you discover new, innovative, or creative ways to work smarter and not harder, then this would be a time to try out these methods. Key takeaways. Remember that productivity doesn't necessarily amount to the hours you commit to your work. Instead, it's best measured by how you efficiently you're using your time. Pay attention to any plans when you're overcommitted and you're performing tasks that no longer hold value for you. These are areas where you could be wasting energy in this case try to cut down your to-do list it goes on and on and on hmm so you were nodding your head jj but 
but you're not a Capricorn. So this oh no, isn't, I am though. This isn't your. I am oh, a Capricorn. Yeah, Capricorn. I am a Capricorn. Oh, so maybe this. Maybe we share the same moon phase. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, mean, how are you and I both Capricorns? <laughs> there we go. We have all. We have right now disproven astrology. My rising sign in my. You know, it's okay. Oh, sorry, but I have. I still kind of. You this know. is generic life advice that applies to everybody. And this is generic life advice that applies to everyone. And I mean, I've probably said it before, but there's like, I have an appreciation for any opportunity for people to have an introspective moment. And so because say if you're not a religious person and your spirituality doesn't have like a grounded kind of like practice, like you're not a person who meditates or kind of like looks at the world in kind of a, you know, a connective kind of way. Mm -hmm. This is something that you have an excuse to connect to a subgroup. I am fine with all of this. Yeah. As like a daily affirmations thing, of a mental yeah. health thing, of a meditation thing. Right. I, I have no qualms with like these this messaging and mm -hmm. this like focusing and in, I, intentions. Yeah. All of that I'm fine with. Right. It's the it's the Harry Potter sorting hat aspect yes. of it okay. that I don't enjoy. Like, it's because it's it's fake. It's, it's fake. Yeah. And well, how do I articulate this part that I'm trying to think? It's also that it's like you know, do you what what are your feelings about doing tarot readings? Also fake. Yes. I think those are even less kind of Harry Potter, I think, because it's immediately a um, submission to chance. Like, we're just admitting, like, things are kind of random sometimes, and I'm randomly picking a card, and you're going to tell me what I need to think about because of this card. Or in, in similar to astrology, like, semi-random to us, like, we don't choose when to be born or whatever. Right. Stars are in the sky. None of that's up to us. We're submitting to the fact that chance plays a big part in our lives. And now, because of that chance, something has told me to pay attention to this. And granted, sometimes it's someone who wants to make money with an app or whatever. Right. And it's still that thing of, like, the thing that you pull, the card that you pull. Right has so many different connotations and meanings that yeah. it can shapeshift its around, away yes. to manip it's it feel it's manipulative i think well i think you're you're kind of criticizing this seductive quality that gives people root and identity that's not as um grounded as or you know i say not as grounded as a judgment but not as um i don't know literal or scientific as what you think is a, a um more accurate way to have, to build an identity. But uh, I don't know. It's almost the same. Like, I get when people just don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's all random. So let's see what the stars have for me for love. All right. He's hot. So good he job, stars. Hot. He kind of looks like Gus Kentworthy. Yeah, he does. So I don't know how to navigate this app quite yet. So let's say his name is Sam. Meaningful. His Okay. his We're giving him the pseudonym Sam, but his real he name. He lives in Istanbul. Oh, 5,000 miles away? What does that say? Yeah. Wh wh why? Why? Because the stars are light years away. Oh, it looks like I have pending matches. Okay. Let's, like, let's navigate. Let's just, oh. It's a thing where you have to pay oh. for everything to do. You have to pay to do anything. All right. Yeah, that's what I So hate. I can do free. I don't it mind. It looks like I probably have one I can do. I don't mind introspecting. I don't like some. All right, no, no. So I don't. between John, Ted, Ronnie, and Victor. Okay. I have a good feeling about John or Victor. Cool. Based on, we're getting okay. So we're getting presented blurred out photos of them that you have to reveal. So that I think you can probably only have so many a day or so many or whatever, or maybe so many 
Like it gives you a couple and then you have to pay. You have to pay. That's okay. We'll find out. That was my assumption. Let's find out. Which one do you want to do? Pick John or Victor? John. Okay. Because this is free right there. It's free to reveal this person. Mm. Okay, so the blurry picture is not blurry anymore because we hit reveal. He's 40. He's an undergraduate. It's his undergraduate degree. I don't know what that means if he's still... Never been good at filling these things uh, up. Filling these things up, as in... It's out is the word you're looking for. So I guess if we match, let's talk and see if we hit it off. Art, film, exercise, music, nature. That, okay. Five, also, nine. Doesn't this, drink, doesn't smoke. They, them pronouns. I mean, he's cute. Introspective and unusual is his pattern. Okay. He sets high standards for him. So, okay. Oh, this isn't written by this him. This is them writing about him. Oh, wow. This is interesting. They don't know him. <laughs> so now this is them. Do you know what yours look like to other people? Can you see what your profile looks like to other people? It says Jack does this and that. such nonsense. Oh, and how about this? So this person looks like... He also lives 9,000 miles away. So okay, I'm so this glad app I is used... super fucking stupid now. I'm so irritated. But... um. The what was I gonna say? The first sentence of "I'm not good at filling these things up," and this person's of Asian descent. Uh, I think it, it's probably a language barrier. Is probably what some of that was like when you learn how to speak English and you use the wrong. Pa- possibly, possibly. Anyway, yeah. And also, there. Gigi, what does my profile say? All right, I'm gonna read it. Let's see. Okay, so Jack's profile's pulled up. Jack, 39, about me. I don't believe in astrology. I'm doing this for a podcast. <laughs> 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 I hate you. <laughs> I don't think it shows me the like, Jack is a blah, blah, blah. We don't know him. Oh, I, well, that's why I have to download the pattern and find you. Maybe. I don't know right, how to do that. Maybe. Well, Fuck. I don't know. It's connecting with people nine, ten thousand uh, miles away, which seems like a huge fucking Yeah. Waste. I Maybe we just, maybe there's that's better so interfacing dumb. for that website. But the fact that I can appreciate uh, submission to random, I can appreciate uh, introspection in whatever uh, form you can find it. I do not appreciate capitalism ever. And the fact that this is going to prey on people's appetite for identity. Right. Fuck. Right. Okay. All, all right. right. Well, <sighs> that doesn't really lead to anything. Uh, I don't think there's <laughs> there's love in the stars for me. But uh, we, will, we, will, we will go do our birth charts on this break. And yep. then uh, we'll come back to speak to a special guest. Boom. Our guest today has been towering over the drag scene for almost 14 years. From residencies at the Duplex and the Cauldron in New York City, you may spot her on episodes of Bravo's Cash Cab and Real Housewives of New York City. Currently, you can catch her on her original show on YouTube, Gays Guessing Sports. She's an actor, a singer, a photographer, a producer, and all-around idiot. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Gisela Moore. Gisela! Hello. <laughs> It's funny when I don't read these first and I'm like reading it, like I'm literally just reading it for the first time. Like I was not expecting all around idiot. Oh. Be professional, Jack. Be professional. No, don't out us for not doing our homework. I uh, was just going to say earlier that I forgot to say hello whenever we popped on the Zoom and we just kind of went right to business because I thought we were late. But hello, Giselle. Good to meet oh. you and talk to you. Hello, JJ. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> So, okay, now you're telling me to be professional, and yet what I didn't read was the next line in that email from you, which was, feel free to rewrite that garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, 
talk to us about what you mean by towering over the drag scene, because I know what you mean. Honey, I um so out of drag, I'm six six. Um in drag, oh, I'm yeah. with heels and hair, I'm over seven foot. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. a lot. I have to duck when I walk into doorways. Um, but, you know, everybody notices me when I walk in the rooms. It's the real reason you're going to be kept off of RuPaul, because you will tower over Ru. Mama, I know. They're going to have to, like, rebuild the set higher so I could walk through. So I think that's why I haven't been cast, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly the only reason. Yeah, it's like they have to budget that stuff. That's crazy. So talk to us. So I, you and I, your 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 boy uh, persona and I are friends. So that is how I know you. And you act. Uh, uh, Josh actually filmed the B roll that's in the It's Time video um, that appears on the screens. Uh, so tell me a bit. Talk to us a little bit about Gaze Guessing Sports, which is where I first met Giselle. Oh, um, so Gaze Guessing Sports is a show that me and my two uh, drag sisters, Tara Bull and Carrie Swanson, um, we started a few years ago, and we basically just uh, look at pictures of sports stars that somebody sends us, and we have to guess what sport they play based on literally their picture. (laughs) And, uh, well, I find that at least, I forget if it's Tara... Or not, but one of you tends to just guess whether they're a top or a bottom. <laughs> that that's, to... that's a game. That's a fun game. Also, we like to guess cut or uncut. Um, <laughs> there's just a lot. <laughs> what What is the success rate? Like, who who in the cast is is the most successful in the right guess of what sport? Oh, um, wow! I, I was thinking that we had somehow accrued evidence of these athletes' penises, and I anyway, sorry. Finish the question. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I even I edit the show too, and I couldn't tell you. I, I'm gonna say, I don't know. I guess Tara. She always guesses football. Like every every time, it's just football, football over and over again. Um, and you know due to logic she's right a lot of the time it's a very funny show it it has uh an uh sensibility to it which i deeply enjoy is that is one of my favorite web shows uh yeah so definitely we'll put the link in the bio so definitely check it out but you are here with us giselle to play deal breakers where jj and i are just going to throw some wild deal breakers at you and you can let us know whether uh, you would date someone with this particular characteristic. Now, are you out in these streets? Are you currently single? Or are we going to have to uh, suspend disbelief for this? Uh, I am very single. I am out on these streets. I am in the middle of the street, spread eagle. I am <laughs> I am all of the things. All righty. So let's see if we can give you... Let's Let's see... Let's see what you're willing to accommodate. Let's see how flexible you are in in a relationship. Honey, I haven't touched my toes in years. So So, uh, let's start with something a bit easy. Let's say that this person only refers to themselves in the third person. So so like you're at the movie theater and it's like, oh, uh, do you want to get popcorn? Oh, yeah, Jack would love popcorn. God no! I, I, in general, I hate people. So if somebody, if somebody did that, <laughs> I'd be like, no, I'll go get the popcorn, and I wouldn't come back. <laughs> so you, you have not only is this a deal breaker, but you have ghosted them in the middle of the date. Yes, I would pull a Jack Tracy and just ruin this date. <laughs> what are we referring to? When did I ruin a date? <laughs> oh, just, just you know, you know yourself. Just being able. How- 
to pop off, just being ready to, you know, choose yourself and be like, this is, nope, this is not what I need. Right. See, the thing is these days, okay, I appreciate that. But in these days, a lot of times what happens is I just shut off in my mind and then turn from an engaged person participating in this date to a spectator who's collecting material for a future project. Right. So I don't usually leave anymore. It's more just like, and research. That is the exit, though. There's an exit. I see a little character in your head walking to a different desk and then doing something (laughs) different. That is an exit. There's just the sound of a door closing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, JJ, do you have a deal breaker? Um, This one's like not too comical yet, but uh, how about someone who um, prioritizes their friends frequently enough that it's, it's, you know, you realize that you are like maybe 70% of their attention. So give us a scenario. Has this, so this person is like canceled, like. Say they've canceled a date. Twice a month. Twice a month they cancel. Maybe three times a month. I would say three times a month. They cancel uh, just because a friend had a better thing to come up. Like a friend came up with a secondary plan after you. But it was something that, you know, whatever. It was more to their taste or something like that. Oh, see, that one's hard because like, I know, like your whole life shouldn't be me. I don't want that. That's too mm-hmm. much. Like get away from me. But <laughs> but if you're canceling our plans because, oh, I don't know, they had something better going on, it's going to get old. So right, and I, I guess it. Yeah, it's always one to wager and wonder about. I think about that too. I ask that earnestly because I wonder that for myself sometimes. I will. I'm probably the most. Uh, I'm probably more hardcore about this than either of you. Which is that, like, if that ever happens, there's absolutely not. Like, if that ever happens, it's absolutely not because there's a. Well, okay. The the thing that you can cancel on me for is illness, emergency. And, like, something crazy. Like, oh, my God, my friend won tickets to this and asked me to go, and it's my favorite fucking thing. I'm so sorry. Like, the, those things are, like, absolutely. Because, listen, if we have a date tomorrow and someone got one front row tickets to Janet Jackson, boo, I'll see you. I'll make it up to you. Sure. But, There's people that, like, they are their plus one to all of their friends who win, like, Broadway lotteries, and they're just always at Broadway shows and stuff. And it's, like, they'll drop right. your plans in a heartbeat for some Broadway. When we came up upon that person we swiped who was like, you have to understand I'm a teacher and sometimes I just cancel plans so I can focus on lesson plans. And it's like, mm, manage your time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I think I'd understand. Yeah, that's a tough one. Mm. What if, what if, so... Where so where so JJ on are sort of opposite ends of the spectrum. Where where would you say you fall, Giselle? I fall in the I don't know. I guess in the middle. Like it 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 really depends because I I'm not the type of person to do that shit. But yeah. I do have friends who do that who are always like, hey guys, let's all hang out, blah blah blah. And then this friend is like, oh, like they pull the who's gonna be there or like. Oh, I'll let you know. And then and then it's always like, oh, well, I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> See, but that's even better because at least they haven't committed. In this circumstance, the person is committed and then backed out of a commitment. If you at least let it, like, at least you're, tele- you're telegraphing, like, I may or may not come, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's the name of my book. <laughs> <laughs> Gisela Moore not coming. <laughs> Oh, that's boy. A good, that's a good autobiography. All right, let's see if we can up this a bit into more of the uh, ridiculousness. So this person, um, are, do you like tattoos, Giselle? Do you like a tattoo on a man? I love a tattoo on a man. All right, so this man has a tattoo on his balls that says, these have always brought me luck. I That's hilarious. I love it. 
Oh, you're into it. Let Love me it. put those in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I that think, commercial. Yeah, I agree, though. I think that sounds really funny. A sense of humor and something that's also not going to hold anyone back, I don't think, in any way. I mean, not that that would even be a discipline to me, but I think that's hilarious. Would you, Jack, what do you think? Um, I, I mean, points for the reference. Like, if you're making an Elizabeth Taylor White Diamonds reference, like, I'm into it. But... I guess it depends. It, in and of itself, it's not a deal breaker. But to me, it's possibly the trait of someone who is like probably too on for me. I see this person as like constant zingers, constant. Like anybody would get a tattoo of, of a comedic phrase on their nutsack. Like to me is like dead, like 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 absolutely committed to their comedy and this person i i can only envision this person as someone who otherwise is a lot so i think it's either going to be one way or the other with that it's either going to be someone who really like it does come with a person who expresses himself that way all the time or it's the person who got drunk in cancun one time and got a great tattoo giselle as a performer when you're looking for a significant other, do you appreciate someone who has sort of like a performative aspect to them or do you prefer more of an audience as a partner? Um, well, you never want competition. Um, but I I prefer someone who is also, you know, a performer or someone who is a creative uh, because I've dated people who are not that at all. And it's, it's frustrating because, you know, you have so much like art you want to share and you're like, oh my God, look at this. And they're like, cool. <laughs> so I, it's like. My ex-boyfriend, I mean, the moment that like the, the final moment with my ex-boyfriend was when I got my master's back on like my, my songs that I was working at that time. And I was like, and I had to, it was my own house and I had to ask permission. I was like, hey, just I, like, I got them back and I kind of want to listen to them loud. I'm going to like blare them. Or is that Okay. That in of itself that I had to ask. It's my fucking music. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started playing. And he goes like, well, you know, I've heard these already. And I'm just like, we're done. <laughs> we're done. If you cannot be excited about this for me, you we're done. Uh, all right, JJ, other deal breaker? You said tattoos. And then actually, that was already on my brain. What if... Um you're with a person who suggests that they would be open to the idea of getting a lover's name tattooed on them talking to you about maybe getting your name tattooed Ooh, no 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 <laughs> do not ever do that are you kidding me because if you do that i'm gonna wait until the last letter is done i'm gonna say we're done <laughs> <laughs> i will make you're, them like, go you're, through you're, you're there as it's happening you we done <laughs> <laughs> all finished all finished great we are too <laughs> maybe that's the right way to handle it yeah i don't know what i would do either i think that yeah no i don't know that's like way too far out of my imagination because i always try to give people credit that's my you know thing i think jack thinks and there's like an imaginary version of that that is romantic but jesus christ in reality probably not and i can already imagine what jack has to say about it what if this person is um oh as far as the tattoo i think that just not to get too real but that rubs against my thing of like if you like me too much i immediately distrust you if you like me enough to put my name on you i'm like you are you trying to steal money from me like what's going on like i don't trust this oh yeah that's also okay 
now I'm getting all deep in my head about tattoos. Right, 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 sometimes right. you get tattoos that aren't just about like, oh, this is everything, you know? Sometimes you get a tattoo to decorate and sometimes it's sort of like, or uh, chronicle. Oh, remember this. Like, remember this thing that you learned right here. And it might be a name sometimes, which is, you know, there's like romantic things about it. I would say the only time that it might be acceptable is like, if you were with somebody for like years, like maybe if you're like together for like 20 years or something, and then you're like, oh, look, I got your name on me. Like, that'd be cute. But mm-hmm. like within the first couple years of dating, if you're like, I'm going to, no, please, no. That's like getting a tattoo of a wedding band. Like, no, just don't. <laughs> Wait, just like don't. instead of a- I like, actually maybe, like that. Do you mean getting what? a tattoo instead of a real one or yeah. getting one purely? Oh. Hmm. No, people get them for instead of the real one, they get a tattoo. And Jack, why do you like that? That's if you break up or the wedding is over, you can't take that off. So it's like, hopefully you get married again and be like, I already have one. I don't know what. Well, you can, you could get, you know, laser removal to take it off. But I also think that it, if you are getting a divorce, having someone who has gone through enough painful breakups but not an actual divorce like that's the least of your worries like that's the that's the, there's more separation and monetary and other crazy stuff you're going through the tattoo is like least of your worries true but if you break up every time you look down at your hand you're gonna be like oh and then you're gonna cut your finger off and then you're gonna be like this is because of my divorce and you'll be really well then you have a cool story for your next date and you'll fall in love uh, no, I I kind of like that because I, I also just don't want to wear a ring. Um, uh, with this cock ring, Ivy Wed, I could do that. Uh, okay, so what about um, this person uh, makes more money than you and is really like a, hyper aware of that? So he always makes a point to he always pays for dinner. Um, but the thing is, whenever he takes you out, it's only ever to a Boston market. Marry me. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, those potatoes and that gravy. Oh, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> and he pays. Oh my god. Maybe I'll get a tattoo for him. <laughs> that says Boston Market. As a tramp stamp. As a tramp stamp. Boston Market tramp stamp. JJ, do you have one final one to end us on? Ooh, okay. Um, what if now Giselle I don't know enough about you to assume that anything really but uh what if it was a person you're dating who um uh required being blindfolded in order to get off I mean I agree looking in the mirror I'd want to be blindfolded <laughs> too <laughs> I would be like oh, I mean hard God. agree Harder no, grade. no, no. <laughs> I, I get it. I you get your it. answer. <laughs> oh, um, but honestly, blindfolded to get off. Um, I could, I could get into that. That, that wouldn't be a deal breaker. Yeah. It's kind of hot. It's kind of hot. Not every time, though. No, you did. Like, you know what? I said that not even thinking about how self conscious it could make me, but. Like, because I said it with the intention of someone who, you know, maybe requires like a lack of control. Like that's like a sexual thing. But oh my God, is it a read? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so there is this uh, couple in the neighborhood that I have a habit of hooking up with. It was a recent addition to my life. And the one, it's, it's like they're balancing each other out because the one keeps his eyes closed the whole time, which I find 
a read. And the other one makes such intense eye contact as if he's trying to have like a moment with me like privately all the time. So I don't, the eyes closed thing, feel, even that feels like a read. It's like, that feels like they're casting a spell on you. That's something weird. <laughs> the thing though too with that though, I find is I don't like eye contact. Like during during all that stuff, um, excuse my language. <laughs> um, <laughs> during, I I just don't. I mean, yeah, sure, a, a quick glimpse. But if you're like staring at me while I'm sucking you off, like I don't like that. Yeah, I agree. Especially when I think about kissing. If your eyes are more than a crack open, then that is the absolute worst. I think whenever if people's eyes are full, like more than a crack, I can understand like taking a peek maybe. But I don't know what that is. I agree with you with kissing. I disagree on everything else. All about like intense eye contact. Like I want to be like in the zone with you, super connected. Like no, 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 no. Eye contact, eye contact, eye contact. Eye contact. Uh, kissing though, agreed. It's weird because you're just so close. Like you're too close to my face. Like I open my eye and there's your eye. Like it's like the eye of Sauron. Like no, no, thank you. Yeah. Or even if their eyes are open and not looking at me, I don't want eyes open looking over there. I don't. I mean, know. that's worse. Something... Yeah, that's way worse. <laughs> Anyway, not open your eyes. <laughs> What's going on over there? <laughs> well, uh, Giselle, if people would like to find your content on the internet, where can they find you? Um, yeah, they can follow me on Instagram at Giselle Amore. Um, they can follow me on YouTube, House of Giselle. Um, you can find us on TikTok as well at House of Giselle. Um, or if you want to follow me as a boy and date me, you can follow me at Joshua Giant or Joshua Giant on TikTok or there's so many things. Joshua Giant or Giselle Amore. Or if you want your photo taken, clocking key photography. So Amazing. We will link all of those in the bio. Thank you for joining us, Giselle. And we'll be right back after this break to either leave you with love and light or pick a fight. Thanks, Giselle. Thanks. All right, JJ, pick your fight. All right, I'm picking a fight. It's with um, it's with the television show Euphoria. Oh, yeah. Are you? Do you know? What's I know about it. Right. It's talked to me. It's I, I hear about it a lot. I know who's I know. in it. I it's know the general concept, the hot, but I have not seen it. It's the hot, hot thing right now. Right, Twitter right. is always on fire about it. That's why, like, I can't watch. I can't go on to Twitter until after I watch the most recent episode because it's the spoiler fucking Same with show. Race, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I am picking a fight because, A, the first maybe two or three episodes of this new season were basically like cinematography and a music video with a little bit of story here and there. Eh. And I mean, I appreciate the cinematography enough to be like, hey, if we mark, if this was presented to me as a showcase of mood lighting, then I'm like, this is talented mood lighting. Mm-hmm. As far as like substantial character development, I'm like, nope, everyone is still doing the same thing five episodes in and there's nothing changing from season one. And it's sort of just like a pattern, which Mm. it's and the other thing is like, okay, we keep watching tragic, traumatic, terrible things happening to teenagers. And it's sort of consumed in this delicious, dramatic scandal way which there's there's space for criticism there. And I also do appreciate so much about the show, which is why I'm being harsh on it, because it does, it's giving like probably the most accurate depiction of like a queer uh, storyline that I can think of in any any kind of media, really. Like the 
emotional journey of gender for Jules uh, in the, in the show and mm-hmm. real oh god and now that I'm in the middle of the season by the time that this airs it won't be the middle of the season maybe the show won't be relevant anymore and I won't have a bone to pick but like uh, it's it's got a lot to appreciate yeah but I still. I was talking to a friend. Someone told me, like, oh, I couldn't watch this episode because it was way too violent. And it got violent in the beginning. And it just was like, they didn't, the camera doesn't turn away. Like, you just watch. Terrible things happen to people that are, like, 18 years old. And I, because I realized part of the reason that I, A, was able to stomach it. And also, B, kind of be in that weird, you know, like, it's almost like watching a show that you sign up to watch violence. Like, if you watch Game of Thrones and you're into the war scenes or whatever, Lord of the Rings, and you're so there for bows and arrows and swords, except it's more close to home because it's, like, naturalistic teenagers or whatever. I still was, like, on board with the violence because I was, like, oh, but I had someone to root for, and there was, like, an arc that I was hoping for, and I know that it's just, it's a story, like, it's a TV show, so I'm not actually... Um, no one is actually getting hurt in front of me. However, it is a depiction of something that does happen places, you know, like real violence. I had to like juggle a little bit and kind of like discern whether or not like, is it great for everyone to consume as if it's candy? Like in that's if you do go on Twitter and, and look at what fans are doing, it's kind of like it takes it makes everything kind of jokey and fun and doesn't really ground you know, the poignant conversations are kind of eye-rolled and, like, scrolled past, I think. And it's mostly, right. like, what's funny gets popular. Right. And – but I don't know if that's a consequence of the show or just a reflection of culture and how people consume that. Like, we could have interpreted this as, as something to look at violence and to talk about. But we don't because that's not, like, you know, humans want to do something fun. Right. Anyway, I've just kind of been in thought about that because it is so heavy in the zeitgeist right now. And I want to pick a fight with with – what my expectations were for it essentially and what I think it is now. It's, it's, ugh, it's, it's such a thing. I'm going to leave love and light. So I'll stick with entertainment. I'm going to leave yeah. the love and light to movie theaters. Ooh, what did, what happened? Nothing. No. Um, <laughs> but here's, here's, so we have talked, you and I privately have talked a bit about sort of our, our differing responses to the necessary isolation required by the pandemic, especially in the early days. For me, it was a bit of a rent. It was a bit of a renaissance. It was like, Oh good. I don't have to be anywhere and I don't have to do anything. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do everything that I want to do. And I don't need to leave my house. And I feel great about that. And I don't ever need to go outside again. And I love working from home and all of that. And I think you were having a much different experience of like feeling disconnected or separated to get out and do that. Um, I, you know, and I'm not a total monster. Like it occasionally, like I get the itch of like, or or I'll go out and I'll come home and I'll be like, yeah, that was good. I needed that. Right, 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 right. So, but my general like stasis is in the, in the four walls of this apartment, mm-hmm. and I like it, and I'm happy to nest here. Mm-hmm. But though, if there was anything mm-hmm. during that whole period that I would think like, man, it would be nice to do this again, mm-hmm. it was go to the movies. Mm. I love being in a movie theater. Hmm. I I think movies are t- going to turn the way, unfortunately, of like opera, where it becomes something for like higher class people to do and it's sort of an artistic thing that you'll go and most people just watch what they want to watch at home on TV and streaming. I mean, we can't resist it. It's just the way, tech, you know. I have so many opinions about this too. I just, I'm trying to like edit myself But down. I will be the person. Now, I hate film people. Yeah. Like people who are like real snotty about film because listen, 
do I want to go see a really beautiful movie that makes me think in, you know, yada yada in a movie theater? Absolutely. Do I also want to go watch a, a screening of Batman Returns? Yes. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm for it all. Yes. I like the experience. I love popcorn. I like sitting in that movie, yeah. like the entire, and it's so t- tied to childhood. Like yeah. movies were birthday parties. Movies were graduation events. Movies were holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, we always saw a movie at Thanksgiving. We always saw a movie at Christmas. So, like movies are just part of my identity mm-hmm. and I love going to the theater. Now I've seen a lot of shitty fucking movies since pandemic, since we opened back up. Yeah. Eternals was garbage <laughs> i cannot understand anyone who likes licorice pizza i wanted to walk out of that terrible okay fucking movie. i'm gonna check it out and tell you about it because uh, i'm like already convinced i'm gonna uh, like it anyway and uh there was something else oh house of gucci at least it was entertaining but dear god was did that... you see scream five yet i don't do horror stuff. Oh, okay well it's it's barely it's you know it's so right. out of reality that it's like whatever i'll just have dreams of me being murdered Oh, word. Yeah. But I, and it was a really fun theater experience where everyone was like relaxed in the theater and almost treating it like we we're all in someone's living room. Like okay. every, people are like, laughing and kind of like, right. what? Like it was I do love bad. those experiences. Yeah. I have some stories. I'll save it because we're, we're at the end of the episode, but I have some stories about that. But yeah. I just, and I'm looking forward. I have um, my movie. I have a movie buddy in the area and we'll go to the local theater and see stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm like itching to like what's coming out. I mean, the new Batman's coming out and I will go see that. That's like March. Mm-hmm. But like, I would really love to actually start looking for those things where they like screen old movies yes. just to see it in the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to go see like Beetlejuice in the theater. I'd uh, love to go, you know. Short Bus is at IFC right now if you I want to movie. Fuck. What? Okay, we'll debate this later. Um, I love that movie. Anyway, but you you and I have a John Cameron Mitchell story. Oh, true. Where he you. adored you and despised me. Okay. <laughs> he was not nice to me. Oh, shit. Uh, anyway, so because I think he wanted to have sex with you uh, and I think he thought we were together. So... Anyway, okay. that was the vibe I got. Anyway, we'll just put a pin in that. That could be a discussion for another time. Thank L- you very L- much. L- I never thought of this perspective. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway. Thank you very much for joining us this week <laughs> for another episode of Dying Alone Together. If you want to hear more about our John Cameron Mitchell story, you can subscribe to us right now. Drop a comment. Drop a like. Only if I receive enough comments, likes, and shares will I share this very special story. It's Ooh, nothing. There's not a lot. Delicious. It's very, very brief. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, you can also interact with us on Instagram at, at Dying Alone Podcast. You can also follow me at, at Jack Tracy Official. And me at JJ Bozeman. Dying Alone Together is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the Necessary Outlet YouTube page. Do not forget to like and subscribe. Bye.